0: Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. All right. I thought it was nobody in here. I know that ain't right. We're with the body of Christ, huh? Luke twelve forty two through forty three, if you'll turn there just real quick. That's kind of where we'll start off. We're going to go to several several uh, areas of Scripture tonight. Had a good trip, good time, good fellowship. A lot of laughing, learning about uh, wives and husbands and getting to be with them and spend time with them, which is good. But it's good to be back. Always good to be back at Fountainhead. <clears throat> Luke twelve forty two through 43 says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his master will find so doing when he comes. We've been looking at the past several Sunday nights uh from this parable, talking about and understanding how to be a faithful and wise steward for the kingdom. And, and as we begin tonight, I want to just kind of go over the the three things or the two things that we've studied and, and what we'll be studying tonight. And I want us to understand that this is something that comes from deep inside of us. This is something that we have to really want to do in order for it to really work. And really, it's a huge responsibility as members of the church of Christ. We've got to approach it with the understanding that Jesus gives in Luke 12, 35 and 36, that just at the beginning of that uh parable he says let your waist be girded and your lamps burning and yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding that when he comes and knocks they may open to him immediately we have to approach our stewardship towards our christian walk knowing that jesus could come back any day amen Any day, Jesus Christ could come back. And we have to make sure that we're watching and waiting and thinking about that all the time. And really, by having that mind frame just in itself, automatically helps your life, right? I mean, because think about it. You're constantly thinking about, Jesus could come back. Jesus could come back right now. What am I doing? How am I acting? What are the things that I'm doing for the kingdom. We need to handle the the things God has given us to be good stewards of. Which is what we talked about the last two Sundays. The first was our time. You remember? How do we manage our time? Is it first on God, last us? Is it 50-50? Or is it Us first and God last. I'm afraid a lot of the time, probably none of you, but me personally, God is kind of at the end, (laughs) and I'm first, especially when I want something. How much time do we spend talking and studying about God in our homes, or at your house, or where you're, where you are personally? What about you, parents? How much time uh, do you teach your children about God? How much Bible study do you actually talk and pray with your kids? How much of that is going on in the home? And talking about what God has done, who Jesus is, what He's done, and and how uh, of a great blessing that is to have uh, that knowledge of the Bible. Are we reading? Are we we in personal study? Are we reading books of the the Old Testament, learning about the minor prophets? Are we learning about not just here, but at at our home? Are we spending time learning about God and how awesome He is, really? If we're going to grow into a faithful and wise steward of our time, we must realize that we've got to do what god wants us to do first and foremost and when we do that our time starts working out second we talked about our talent last sunday night we talked about our talents and our gifts and we all have them you know we we talked about the parable in matthew 24 where he one one of the servants got five talents one got two and one got one you remember and then the five he he doubled his and the second one, he doubled his, and he was excited to tell the master about it. But that last one, you remember, he went and hid it because he was scared. He didn't want to use his talent. When we understand that we have talents, we need to go and try to get more and, and, and learn to use our talents for God and His kingdom. We talked about 1 Corinthians 12, 18 where it says, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. He put you right where He needed you. Remember we talked about the knee. knee. If if you're the knee and you're supposed to walk over there and you're not not bending, how do you look? You look silly, right? Because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But He gives you that Free will to say, you know what, I'm going to be a part of the body. The one body. Remember, there's only how many one body. There's one church, but many members. But that one body with the many members point in one direction. And that's to do His will and to make it to heaven and to go tell people the gospel. You may not be able to preach to somebody, but you may be able to be so friendly to them that you bring them to the place where the person who can tell them the gospel can do it. We also talked about in 1 Peter 4.10 where he says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, when we minister our gifts to one another, we show God's grace. We were at the before we came back, we went to Severville Church of Christ and he was kind of talking about this a little bit. He was talking about the prophets of old and they were pointing towards this grace that we have. They were showing uh, examples of, you know, Daniel was talking about in the time of these kings, there will be a kingdom that never ends. And he's talking about the church. This grace that we receive when when we obey the gospel. We receive that manifold grace of God. And here, when we use our talent, we get to show each other that grace. And finally, tonight, what I want to deal with for just a few minutes is our treasure. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, if you would. Verses 19, 20, and 21. The Greek word for treasure right there uh, means things laid up in a treasury. You know, the collected treasures, gold, silver. You think about a pirate when he goes out and he's searching for the treasure, you know the movies, and he finds the... I think about goonies when I think about that, I don't know why, but I think about that big room, you know what I'm talking about, and all that gold and stuff's in there, that... Those are the treasures. And God has given us the ability to put our efforts and thoughts toward whatever our goal is in life. What's your goal? What's your treasure? What's your treasure in life? Think about that for yourself for just a minute. Just think about what your treasure is in life. What you want to do in your life. You know, I, I told this story before. Me, myself, I've had so many treasures. I've, one of them was I wanted to be a, a pro basketball player and a pro football player. Well, that didn't work out. So, but but when I was younger, that was my treasure and that was my goal. And everything that I would do was that, focused on that. And really, if you if you really think about it, you think about your faith and you think about you think about your Time, you think about your talent, both of those are going to what? Go together with really what your treasure is. Whatever your focus is, whatever you're thinking that you want to do with your life, that's where your time and your talent's going to go, right? If my treasure is my kids and I love my kids so much, then all that I have, I'm going to love them, I'm going to spend as much time as I can with them, <clears throat> Jesus said in Matthew six twenty one, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. One more time, turn with me to Luke chapter eighteen. And we'll be here for a little bit. I want us to see and understand what God thinks about the effects of a treasure on our life. If our treasure is right, then our time will be right. If our time is right, our talent will be right. And then we will truly be a steward that's faithful and wise in all three of these aspects. But our treasure has to be right. Think about it. What is your treasure? Seriously, what are the things that you want to do in life? What are the the goals that you have in life? What are they? Let's read this. Luke eighteen, eighteen through 30. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things I've kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that, he became very sorrowful. He said... How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? He said, The things which are impossible for, with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. And he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brother or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus is asked by a certain ruler that wants to know how he can inherit eternal life. Jesus goes on to tell him that he must keep the commandments. And Jesus names off several. You see, he says, uh, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, verse 20, and honor your father and your mother. And the ruler then says, in verse 21, that he's done that since childhood so Jesus tells him that he needs to go and sell all he has give it to the poor and then he says you'll have treasure in heaven and then come follow me boy I want to follow Jesus don't y'all you see Jesus knew the man's heart and Jesus is so awesome in his teaching because he's fixing to not only teach these ones right here, but he's fixing to teach us. Because the man's treasure was not God, he kept the commandments he said from childhood. Look how he responds to Jesus' comment in verse 23. But when, or how, what he does, not what he comments, just what he does. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You see, the man's real treasure was what? His riches. He was rich. And Jesus knew when He hit him with this, He couldn't let go of that. So, think about yourself again. What is your treasure? What, what is your treasure? The reason why this is... So, the reason I've been praying and studying this, and, and the reason why I just feel this is so important is because this is actually working faith. You know, we can say, love God, do His commandments, do those things. But really, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, this is action. What is your time? What time what's your time about? You know, we all got talents. What are we doing? What, what are we using them for? Because whatever we're using those for, and whatever we're spending our time on is really what we're wanting to achieve in life. It's what we're looking forward to. Is it money? Is it success? Is it sports? Is it uh, being accepted by people? God knows what it is, and you do too, really, when you get down and you think about it. But maybe your treasure really is searching and seeking and trying to do God's will. And that's awesome. Awesome. That's great! Keep doing it. Keep shining your light. Keep affecting people's lives. I'm not standing up here saying that we're not all doing that. And if you are, that's great. But if you're not, how are you being effective for the one thing that we should all be trying to do? And that's get to heaven. Is your treasure wanting to go to heaven? Is your treasure wanting to help people? Is your treasure wanting to make a difference in somebody's life? In verse 24, he said, let's read it. And when Jesus saw that he became, when he saw how that rich man acted, he became very sorrowful. Jesus loves us. He cares about us. When He sees us not doing the things that we're supposed to be doing and we lose focus sometimes of God and, and His will and we get into the pity party or we get into ourself and we think about the things that we want to do and the things that we need to do, however it is, He knows that. He said he became very sorrowful and he said how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. He said for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. A camel into the eye of a needle. That's easier than for a rich man to go to heaven because he's totally focused on the riches and the money and and how he can make more. And now he has stuff. I love it when I get new stuff, don't y'all? I think about our lives... And I think about all the things that we got going on in them. We're busy. And I'm not standing up here saying you can't have things. But have we, and you have to answer this for yourself, become so focused on yourself and not on God and His will for your life this 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 story ends so good on just what God can do for you, but I got to set it up. I always want to jump to the end but i I got to bring it down to it. let me bring it down, and I'm telling you, God is good, but He wants you to do your part and take it serious. You know, a lot of the world, uh, talking about these riches, you know, you see it on TV. You see it in the movies. You see it everywhere. you got to have the best of everything. I remember when I was, I was... I don't even remember what age I was, but the Jordan shoes were just coming out. Michael Jordan shoes were just coming out. And they were $100. And... I wanted a pair. Well, my parents couldn't afford it. So I asked them several times and they'd say, no, we can't afford that. So one day we went into a a store called Payless. Any of y'all know about Payless? Okay. Payless doesn't have Nikes, Reeboks. They don't have those things. The name brand in there at that time was Stadia. And there, there they were. I walked in, and there was a pair of Jordans sitting right there. And I thought, there they are. I got to looking at them. Well, Michael Jordan wasn't anywhere on them shoes, but they were $30. I went and asked my mom, and she talked to my dad, and finally they said, okay, we'll get you these shoes. So I got them, and I was excited about them. Went to school the next day. And the very first thing everybody did was just what you think. Look right at my shoes. Oh, man, you got the Jordans. And I lied. Yeah, I got Jordans. And they said, oh, man, those are really cool. Let's see the bottom of your shoe." And I was like, the bottom of my shoe? They said, yeah, because at the, on the bottom of the shoe, it's got Michael Jordan, slam, you know, the sign, his, the emblem is him with his legs spread, slam dunking it. Jordan's on the bottom of those shoes. And I was like, mm. I didn't look at the bottom. So I said, all right. Flipped them over. Stadia. Real big writing. I was, everybody just started dying laughing. Stadia, you don't have Jordan? I mean, the jokes were out. So from then on, what did I have in my mind? I needed the best of everything. And nothing else mattered. If my mom came with some shoes from Payless, no, I don't want any shoes from Payless. I want Nikes. I want, Re- I want the best ones. And I'm not saying to not get those things, but the problem here's the problem, and you know what I'm talking about. The problem is do you get so consumed over that? Looking, uh, you know, the young people say looking fresh, right? Looking good. Looking clean. Do we worry about, and I'm not just talking about the younger people, uh, older too. Do we worry about looking so good that it consumes us? That our treasure becomes, i got to go to work so I can get a brand new outfit so I can look good. Hey, you put put your treasure in that line right there. Because it's all different to a certain extent. I was wanting society and I was wanting them people to just accept me. And they laughed and made fun of me. Jesus felt sorry for them. Jesus loves you. Huh? Where's your treasure at? The world will laugh and make fun of you. It don't matter what you have on. Jesus loves you for who you are and you know what? When you do things for Jesus, it affects people in a way that'll be everlasting. And every single one of us can do it. That's what I love. It's not for a priest. It's not just for one person. Every single one of us are priests. If you are a part of the body of Christ, you are a part of a royal priesthood. God wants you to have a, a meaning and fulfilling life. 1 Timothy 6, 17, he's talking about, uh, I'm just sticking with this riches area because of the, the story, but... First Timothy six seventeen he says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Isn't that awesome? God gives us richly all things to enjoy. So when it comes to a treasure, who should it be focused on? Think about it. You know, we talked about If you humble yourself, James talks, and I said this in a lesson on a Sunday morning, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you or lift you up. So if your focus and your, your goal is on the kingdom and going to heaven and doing the things that will affect people's lives for Jesus... How much better will your life be? Look at the parable, the story right here in verse 29. He says, So he said to them, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers, or wife, or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. So if I follow God, I'm going to get rich. If I follow God, I'm going to be a pro basketball player in the Hall of Fame next to Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. No! But that doesn't matter. I might be. I might be. But my focus is, you know what, God? I've been st- I think about Geo Pool. Uh, we were talking uh me and Carrie and Charlene. She's had five finals. She's stressed out to the max. I would be stressed out. I was stressed out about two at preaching school, and I knew them. I mean, five. One of them was like 200 fill-in-the-blank of bones and femurs and tumors. I don't even know. Tumors. I hope it ain't a tumor. (laughs) But you think about that and you think, God, you know what? I've studied for this test I've studied and I've, I've done the preparation for this be with me Lord be with me help me through this because I've done what I need you know uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me right a lot of people will say all right, Lord, I haven't studied for this test, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and then go in there and take the test and then fail it and then get mad at God. No, I can do all things through Christ because I understand Jesus would study for His test. Right? Right? But you know what, if I get this job, if I get this position and it's your will, I'm going to do it because I know you put me there to be effective for you. There may come a time where I can affect somebody's life in some type of way to further your kingdom. So whether I get rich, whether I don't get rich, whether I have a lot of clothes, whether I don't, my focus is going to be on you. Because you know what, above all of it, Look what he says right there at the very end. He says, "And in the age to come, eternal life. Don't you want to go to heaven, huh? Don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want to go be with the Lord and have a, and, and, and be around him and be in His glory and His presence? How is that going to be? Oh man. I always think about what James says. Do we fall in love with Jesus? Is it real? Is it a real relationship? Do I really want to know Him? Do I really want to do the things that He wants me to do? Well, here He says it. Where your treasure is, is where your heart is. As I close, turn to 1 Timothy. I was there just a second ago. Where's your treasure? Listen to what they're talking about this money. This may be your treasure. I don't know. I'm just using this because a lot of people in this time were struggling with, obviously, the love of money. Look at what it says in 1 Timothy 6, verses 9 and 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through through with many sorrows. You think about the love of money and you think about wanting to get rich and that greediness and and needing all those best things. It says that some have strayed from the faith from that. But you think about other things. You think about whatever that idol may be in your life. Success. I need that promotion. I need that promotion so much that when the boss tells me to do something that I know is against God's will, I'm going to do it anyway because I need that success. It may be little things, it may be big things. But look at what 11 and 12 say in 13. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. And I, this is what I love, this part right here. Brothers and sisters, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. You remember what he said in the parable we talked about—the the 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 faithful and wise steward. He said that their uh, waist was girded up and their lamps were burning. What a great thought for us as Christians. When we get discouraged, when we get down and out, when we feel like we just can't make it no more, guess what? I'm a child of God and I get to go to heaven one day. Because I'm faithful to Him and I love Him. And I'm going to fight the good fight. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Listen to what Paul says right here. That you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing. He told him to keep this commandment. Fight the good fight. You know how you fight the good fight? You make sure your treasure's right. Oh, that rhymed. You fight the good fight because your treasure's right. And when your treasure's right, then your time's right. And your talent's right. And then when you pray, you ask for the right things. And when you get blessed, you say, Lord, thank You for that. Thank You for for what You bless me with. Because I want to bring glory and honor to you. And please you. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I will take care of you. Remember, I don't know the verse, but he said... The bir- the birds in the sky get taken care of, don't they? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you, the ones I love? He loves you so much, but that's why you have faith, because you get to show your faith. It ain't a believe only, feel only. Oh, I got a feeling. Well, I'm saying no. That's just not how it works. I get a feeling all the time. The old boy said that this morning too, didn't he? I know that God loves me, but what am I going to do to show that I love Him? Here's ways you can do it. Actually do it. As I close, I just want to tell y'all that we have the ability to be not only faithful, but wise stewards of what God has given us. He's given us time. He's given us talents. And He's given us the ability to decide what our treasure in life is really going to be. Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back soon. You know, I lived my life in in such a way for so many years that was terrible. But Jesus could have came back at any point in that. So if you're here today and you think, "Oh, I got time to live however I want, and then I'll get back right." <laughs> you living on a dangerous slope. Because Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. And 2 Thessalonians 1, 7-9 says, And to give you who are troubled rest. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with His mighty angels... In flaming fire taking vengeance on those who don't know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a scary verse and an emotional verse for me. Because... We, if you're a Christian in here, have the ability to make sure that somebody has a chance to hear the most blessed thing ever what Jesus would do, what He did for us. If you're here tonight and you have not obeyed the gospel, what are you waiting for? Why don't you make it right? Do you believe that Jesus died, that he was buried, and he rose again? Do you believe that you need to repent and turn from your old ways? Do you believe that you need to confess and tell people, you know what? I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that you need to be baptized for the remission of your sins? and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that? Then what are you waiting on? Is it because you've counted the cost and you realize that when you've been baptized for the remission of your sins and, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, Revelation 2.10, just like the sign says, means you've got to live faithful unto death? Is it too much? Don't let that scare you. Start the journey. It's an awesome journey. Are you here tonight and you've fallen away? Are you here tonight and you need to get back on track? If you need to obey the gospel, or you need to uh, have the prayers of the saints... Or you need to uh, talk to somebody, talk to the elders. Come right now. That's right together we stand in